What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Viles. You're rocking with Viles Movie Files. Joining me tonight, little brother Jace. How are you? Rocking with the best. Let's get it. Jay King, how are you? I'm always great, Jeff. How are you? How are you all out there? Hey, thanks for asking, man. I, you know, I'm just trying to take it day by day. These TV shows are creating a slow death in me, but I'm going to survive. Like Gloria Gaynor. She, how are you, man? I'm well, thank you. Uh, Walking Dead came on with the worst episode of the Angela King era. I don't know what I was expecting. I think I was looking for a little entertainment. And it was really, really bad. Like, so bad that I didn't know what was going on. They focused on the two characters that we know have bulletproof bubble wrap all over them. So there's no trouble, no problems, no harm, no suspense, no drama. No entertainment. And watching Carol chase after a rat and Daryl do the absolute dumbest things in pursuit of motorcycle parts. Like this dude literally went underneath a car on a ledge because he's like, yo, we all know I'm not getting killed. Why, why are we bothering? And he's just like, who cares? And at the end of the episode, nothing happened. Daryl grunted at Carol, told her she could have her knife, the knife that he let her borrow. And that was it. Fellas, what did you think about this one? I don't know at what point. I, I mean, we, especially now that everybody knows they have a spinoff coming on. You're just like, again, I know that nothing's going to happen. Uh, they're bulletproof, 100%. They could be in a field of, like, season one running walkers, and they get out fun. They'd somehow – some, they would be in a field of landmines and somehow just – popped up right beside them and somehow they didn't take they didn't set one of them up it, it's just gotten to the point it was like why are you guys wasting our time on these two characters like as, as i said like earlier it's like what happened to rosita i mean like she lost her guy she was dating you know the guy who carl saved to bring into the camp he died oh, baby, baby. For a yeah like so i mean there was like a i mean drama between Father Gabriel and him, like who's gonna raise the kid since now that relationship broke up? Well, are you, you my daddy? Guess you are, because daddy's dead because you know we need to kill another doctor for the walk. I mean the whispers to make that cool, but now it's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you did mention a point. Every doctor has to get killed by whoever the new threat is. They can't have a competent doctor who can fight. That joker always gets killed by whatever big bad they're, they're facing. I mean, but like, seriously, like, if you know you're in a town of one doctor and there are dangerous threats, you have literally guards around this person at every five, there's not like, you you treat, there's no doctor-patient confidentiality. If you gotta get a rectal exam, you get a, you got somebody with a sword right beside you. Like, no, like, that's just not, I'm not buying this dude. Oh, well, I need some privacy. Not, ain't gonna happen, bro. So, uh, just like um, very amusing behind him. Lightbulb. Okay, just like you, now, yeah, thanks. Because I mean, he, he, him, that little, that was like, oh, we have a storyline. But now let's focus on Daryl and Carol, who we all said years ago, if they die, we rot. I mean, folks are like, they die, we rot. They took that to heart. Like we really aren't gonna kill them. Like. Just no matter what the scenario, they're bulletproof, and they get a spinoff. And, mm -hmm. and the, you said this is the end of 
season 10. Like yeah, the, one more episode focusing on Negan. The, the, the epilogue of The Whisper, I mean, The Whisper's War. And then we actually get the episode we wanted four episodes ago. It's like, we, I mean, we want to see what's up with the Stormtrooper dudes, but we're just not going to get that. So let's talk about, you know, the one guy who actually has some drama that we know should be coming to a head. And somehow he's going to, like, at the end of the episode, he's going to be like, all right, Maggie, I think we need to talk. The end. Wow, I feel like you already watched the episode and spoiled it for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. All right, Sorry. Ken, what do you think? Um, if this is a precursor to Daryl and Carol's Dom and Greg, Will and Grace, or whatever the hell it's going to be, we no, can stop right real. here. We can stop it right here. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be okay with that. Um, I always thought, look, <clears throat> it was a bad idea to spin these two off. Just let this, let their portion of the Walking Dead universe die, right? Mm-hmm. There's no more story here. There's no more story here. Carol's done such an amazing transformation where she was that. They ran out of ideas for her. They just made her the lone wanderer, Carol, who you know, would eventually come back to her senses and I need to be a part of the group again. It gets old. What are they going to do now if they're already going through that? Mm-hmm. You know, Carol has become one of my least favorite characters because again. I was thinking back to the, the glory days of Terminus where I think maybe, you know, just cold. That's one of my top five Walking Dead mm-hmm. episodes. And it was just like, this is the culmination of this scared, battered housewife being mm-hmm. a gangster soldier, just taking out this whole rack of cannibals. And it's like, yes. Mm-hmm. Now she's become this, I, she's become a CW character. I can make a mistake and always have a justification for it. <laughs> and my apology just leads into my excuse. And she's mm-hmm. the worst. And Daryl seems so much more interesting when he's around every other character. Yeah. It's like their bond yeah. is so boring right now. Their bond is not what it was five seasons ago. You can't capture that because it's a different time in this series. So much has happened uh, to these characters through the life of this show. And you're not going to be able to recapture that. I don't care who you put around them. Their stories have ran their course. There's no new material, I don't think, here. What do they do now? What do they do now? You know, another what group am I gonna do where now? they just go, huh? oh, they're not going to do now. It's all messed up. <laughs> That's the thing. What do they do now? They go to get another group, or it's just more the the two of them on the road? Are they like uh, what's my man? you know what would be funny as hell though if they were like uh, uh what's my man Bob Hope and uh Ben Co- Ben Crosby? Do like Hope and Crosby where they just go and have misadventures and a musical number at some point in between. <laughs> you would make Gunner lose his mind if they started introducing musicals in The Walking Dead. He would come to the screen and kill you. You're not doing this. I would love that. I would love that. Because I don't look, man, if this was a precursor to this next chapter of The Walking Dead, I don't care. End it now. And all these episodes, can we get to who the Stormtrooper people are? Are we ever going to get the answer to where Michonne left her kids (laughs) <laughs> we yep. made no sense no sense whatsoever yeah. who's going to protect your kids better than Michonne <laughs> alright Daryl I'll leave it with y'all 
<laughs> I mean, what? Come on, man. It's like, just let this show die already, please. I think what the problem is, they got real greedy, and we're like, you know, this, this thing has so many legs. Let's do a spinoff, and then let's do another spinoff. Hey, we got so many characters. Let's throw them into one spinoff. And, hey, this, this third spinoff, let's focus on teenagers who've never experienced the world outside of Walker World. I'm just like, I don't care because y'all can't do enough with this main show to keep me invested. Y'all kill off too many interesting characters. Everybody who I really enjoyed watching, for the most part, is gone. I like Aaron. I like Father Gabriel. But, man, I'm running out of characters I care about because I just don't don't care if they get killed. I would, dude, I just kept waiting for Father Gabriel to bite it. I'm sorry. And that, that, that episode, with, the best episode they had so far in the last year to me was the one with Robert Patrick, right? Yeah. Um, and even then, I, I didn't care if either one of them croaked. I didn't care if either one of them caught a cab. We didn't care, right? Yeah. Um, I don't care about the Teen Titans Walking Dead show. <laughs> I don't I, I don't care about Fear the Walking Dead anymore because it's the Morgan Hour, and Morgan's not that interesting. Anymore. Listen, everybody, we need <laughs> and Morgan changes what he wants to do his agenda every season. every yeah Come every season. You know I'm done. You just need to be consistent. Is he a pacifist? Is he a hardcore warrior? Is he Chango hey, Unchained? I mean, what is it, going what on? Is he? Yeah. The The Walking Dead right now is like a comic that has a tight five that keeps getting hour-long specials. All you got is this type five. You don't have the material to carry on for the full hour, so it's falling flat for long stretches. Yeah, we'll see. All right, speaking of falling flat for long stretches, let's go to Supergirl right now. I'll get back to Flash. But Supergirl had its season premiere this week, and I told y'all I wasn't going to watch it. I was like, nah, I'm good. This show has done too much. I've seen too much good TV with The Mandalorian, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Why put myself through this? And Jace was like, hey, I think you should watch Supergirl. And I told Jace after that episode, I wish I could come over with a plastic mallet and bash it over his head for subjecting me to watch that episode. This was basically the season finale of last year, which got halted due to COVID. And I really feel like they should have just done a, hey, I hope everybody forgot what happened. We're going to start over. So they call this episode Rebirth. And it's basically tapping into the last great initiative of DC Comics called Rebirth. But they did really great stuff until they decided, this is boring. Let's attract new readers by killing off people, having people do stuff out of character, blow it up, and then wonder what happens, why we don't have any readers. Anyhow, Supergirl. Supergirl. I think the real problem with Superman and Lois is too good. And it has shown all the warts, the blemishes, the faulty hair pieces, the bad costumes with paint roller makeup serving as a costume, and everybody feeling the need to prop up the most powerful character in the show. Go ahead, James. I, I'm, that, that was rant one. Please feel free to go for it. Okay, so I don't know if anybody can actually watch Supergirl and not root for Lex Luthor after about five seconds. It's mm-hmm. like it, his plans are actually competent, and it's like, wow, like Lex Luthor, yeah, that was a good plan. Wow, you got yourself superpowers. Wow, you're going to be able to beat Supergirl, but you've had beef longstanding with Superman, but 
nah, Supergirl's the one I got to beat because he's in another part of the world and I'm not going to find him even though I have the power that has the ability to sense where Kryptonians are, but I don't sense where Superman is in Smallville. I will just... Okay, okay. (laughs) I've waited long enough to go into rants here. I've exhausted my patience. (laughs) So, Lex Luthor's master plan is to have these contact lenses that apparently the whole world has bought, like the iPhone, the Galaxy, whatever phone they're plugging right now. And they and it's really dirty watching this in the COVID era with people at a bar and they just stick their contacts in and just plug it into their eyes. There's no hand sanitizer going around. They just go, boop. Like, this is dirty, y'all. I think we should have revisited that scene. Um, and he wants everybody to love Lex. And those people that haven't sucked into this program, he's going to kill. This is totally out of character for Lex Luthor. He is definitely the, I'm going to make everybody bow the knee to me. He's not the, I'm going to be worse than the Joker in Darkseid and kill 50% of the population. You must have been reading Thanos' cliff notes on how to win the war. Um, It's Thanos' manifesto. Like, how to kill people and make them love me. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Cool. Or you could be Josh Whedon's Steppenwolf. You will love me. Uh, Yeah. Big rocks, Josh. Okay. Um, So then we have that. Then we have the big showdown all 42 members of Team Supergirl against Lex. And Lex beats Supergirl, but but Lena, for some reason, is like, yo, I forgot. I can make a drone that captures the power of the sun to recharge Supergirl and give her a boost of her powers again. Chief, I see that look on your face, and I can't wait till you watch this episode because you should have questions, my man. You really should. You promised, and you lied to us. You told us you were going to watch the show, and you were like, nah. I think Chief, no, Chief just didn't want to be able to, you know, enjoy all of this episode at once. So he wants to watch this and next week in a combined two-hour, you know, just get suck it all in. Epic start of Supergirl, final mm-hmm. season. Um, That's Supergirl. Okay, we can't hate Chief. Nah, nah. Uh, what I was saying was. You, I, I didn't even know they were still on the storyline with the the, the, the eyepieces. So right. once you said that, I was like, ah, oh, damn, that, that storyline's still going on, huh? That They're going to drag the shit out of that, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, a whole pandemic makes these storylines feel super right. long. The car says, just married, and some tin cans dragging behind it. And that's Supergirl. These tin cans dragging behind that car. Like, at, at some <laughs> point, that storyline should have, like, when you said it, I was like, damn, that I can watch. I remember that they were they were doing that last year. I was like, "What? Okay, well, you know, you know, Supergirl's never been inventive. No, it, the 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 writers have the writers were always garbage. We ever ever since the Blue Sun, the Blue Sun deal, <laughs> is, is, you know what I mean? We were all like, you know, Blue Sun is supposed to increase her powers, and then she goes and gets her ass whooped. They were like, mm-mm. Hey, we knew they were shaky when they gave her blue heat vision. Exactly. Oh I mean, like, it's, I mean, it's Superman and Lois quickly like, yeah, we're not even going to act like that's a thing. Like, that's just stupid. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, like you said, because Superman and Lois is crafted like a competent show, it just makes Superman, I mean, Supergirl looks so much the worst. And then it's like Alex, the invincible Alex who has none of the powers of anything, but will end up saving all of the world 
Superman can take a vacation in Smallville. Alex has got it. The signal. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Alex sucks too as a character. I'm just, I'm disappointed that they felt the need to supercharge her up. I thought her leading the incompetent DEO was just fine. Or even being John's right hand woman, I just feel like they can't resist this urge to make everybody superpowered on a show. Cause it's just a stupid formula. Everybody has powers. You know who that makes not special anymore? Your main title character. What were you saying, Javon? Oh, no, you, that's it. Everybody's got power, so why do we care about Supergirl? And why does Supergirl need these dudes? Martian Manhunter is like the equivalent of Superman in the Justice League. He gets hit by a laser blast. He's out for 40 minutes. Well, hopefully Hawkgirl can save the day. Oh, and she can with that magic mace. It's, it's, it's too much. It's like literally, it's like Martian Manhunter is like the older dude, but somehow, oh, McGann might have to save me. Ooh, it's like, God, seriously, I get it, but man, like, just make Marks and Manhunter, like, a wise old, you know, superhero, like, he doesn't have to be such a punk, I mean, it was just like, man, just embarrassing for him, it's like, and what is it, it's like, he's around people who know he's Martian for him, but yet, he needs to be, he has the need to be Henshaw all the time, it's like, oh, was so cool for that. I mean, it's like, listen, just make a little mask that you could put him in. You have the collar. Just let him tuck it in. It can be, you know, call up a cosplay. They could design a good-looking mask. Just have him put it on, tuck it in. It's a wrap. His whole body is covered. But they're like, you know, it's too expensive making him look like an alien. That doesn't make any sense. Let's just have Brother Man walk around and have Sister Girl walk around. And they're just aliens who just happen to be black. It, it, it's it's frustrating. That's, I mean, Brainiac's not a bad guy anymore. He's the only one who's interesting when he made that heel turn. And then it's like, I'm sorry, Dreamer. Uh, you're, you're, you're the most amazing person I've ever met. I'm like, well, I mean, don't you know Supergirl? Because, I mean, Supergirl, it's been a whole five minutes before he told Supergirl how amazing she is. Don't you want to go tell her that? Yeah. I sounds like you're annoyed with the show. I, I, I could be wrong. No, I told you I was done with the show. But <laughs> this was after. I, got, I saw that Jimmy Olsen's sister... It's going to be the new Guardian this season. Are you ready for that, Chief? I'm not ready for much of anything from the way you're describing it. Um, I, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I, you know, the Martian Manhunter, would you want to pick a black man to be? <laughs> you know what I mean? I want, I want my privileges. I'm not going to walk around. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not going to walk around where I can't catch a cab. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that, you know, it's, 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 you know, this, this is bad writing all around, man. Uh, Martian Manhunter, he, he's really, actually, if you say somebody doesn't have powers, it's actually Martian Manhunter. Because <laughs> he's, because really, he's the only powerless joker on that show. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody else can do something. The Martian, I don't think the Martian Manhunter has won a fight, uh, <laughs> saved anybody, done anything in that show. He's uh, over 72. He's, he's like the psychiatrist. He'll, you know, let's talk. You know, all right, I'm going to help you work through your problem. Like, he, you know what I mean? He's like somebody, everybody's pops. He doesn't do anything else. 
You know, you put him in a fight, he's the first one knocked out. Uh, you know, he doesn't, yeah. So, you know, Supergirl, man, um, I'm glad it's ending. Um, I think, uh, I, <laughs> so Lois, Superman and Lois, excellent show. Supergirl was there before. So these writers were out here. Like, like these writers were out here. Like, so what did they, like, I don't know, Superman and Lois just had a, they, they said we we're going to spend a, the budget on, on writers? I mean, where did we get these <laughs> guys, yo? As, you know, we went down to the local pub, the Blue Oyster, dun, 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 and you know what I mean? <laughs> Grab who, you, you, right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Come on. Got a job for you. You do now. Right, you do now. We're going to want you to write Supergirl and uh, give the Martian Manhunter something special. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, so Lena's good now? Yeah, dude. I mean, they took the most interesting characters from last season who were like, you know what? I'm tired of Supergirl lying. She's a jerk because how is she going to keep the secret of her identity when she's told 90 people in National City? except for me, your best friend. And then it's like, oh, I see now that Carol was right for keeping a secret from me because it could have harmed me. Despite the fact that my brother and mother are like wanted criminals anyway. And clearly I have proven myself countless times as a close ally and deep friend to you. But yeah, you, you got to protect me because, yeah, because of stuff. Because Kelly... Who James' sister, who's never been exposed to this at all, just she's lying. Lying. Oh, she's, she's one of the few people that doesn't know. Um, why would she not know? I mean, is Alex not talking to sleep? Again, doesn't Alex like always go randomly to these mag- magical things with say, "Oh wait, I gotta do my eye eye makeup. Hold on, real quick." No, Kara, can you help me? You did it. You did it too subtle. She uses a paint roller, and, and now everyone can't know with me, Alex. The head of the DEO. Did she uh, fight? Did she fight? Huh? Me oh, she, oh, she doesn't need yeah. to fight, man. She's got the shield, and she's on Supergirl, which means yeah. she's an expert-level fighter. I'm just saying, man, all these people are athletic. They're fighting. Like, all of I don't know any, I know maybe two friends that fight well. You, you know okay, what I mean? Who else? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? I fight dirty, <laughs> One of my boys is a professional boxer. So, other than that, I'm just like, yo, uh, like, how does everybody just fight? Like, they don't show her training. They don't show nothing. She just grabs a shield. That's like me grabbing a shield and then going out fighting crime. And, Very you know. in America. Right. Because I got 30 seconds of pure fury. I'm going to tell you that right now. 30 seconds. Count them off if you need to. I will punish you in that first 30 seconds. If the fight go past 30 seconds, I'm just no. I'm sorry. You know, You're that's like it. a really whack hour, man. Thirty seconds, man. Thirty seconds, man. So yeah, this 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 show has gotten this show has gotten just progressively worse. I think they had that one good season three. three Whatever the half season was with Rain, well, it was it was more than a half season. It was good right up until they brought the witches in. But that season now, was. Jeff, can can you explain to me one thing? that really got to me at the end of this episode is uh, the 
wherever Brainiac was was so full of re- radiation going uh, uh, Captain Kirk style. And then the first one through the door is Alex, and she survives. I'm Alex, just like, has, Alex has that magic doohickey that does everything, including absorb every trace of radiation. But she also has the right of protection shield, which is far more important. Far more important. I, I just, I just, it was like my head just was like, she should be dead. Like you can't just go into a nuclear reactor and just, oh, I just popped in there for thirty seconds. No, you just die. Like yeah. you don't have the ability to just come back and it's just okay. It's like yeah. no, all right. It's it's Alex. It's like I was just like, come on guys. Like I know you just stop it. Yeah, it's it's a mess. All right, let's let's switch over real fast to Flash. This was a decent episode. Um, we introduced another one of the forces. This time, Psych. I need the Flash writers to stop having Cisco name villains because he doesn't need to do it anymore. I mean, he called the first one Forza, called this one Psych, and those are the names of the characters in the comic book. But Forza is just really uninspired for him to just say, "Oh yeah, that's her name," and everybody's like, "What?" He goes, well, She-Hawk was already taken. Here's something that continues to bother me about The Flash. They prop up every other show, anything. This time they were shouting out, this is us, which comes on at 9 o'clock on Tuesdays, which would follow Flash, which means whatever follows The Flash would be like, oh, shoot, This Is Us is on. I'll stop watching Supergirl and turn to This Is Us. At least I'll be entertained, even if it's a rerun, which is probably a good idea. But I'm waiting for next week where he goes, yo, Let's talk about that Mandalorian episode and the Falcon Winter Soldier because it's so dope. Hey, careful. You're acting all witchy like Wanda. I mean, I just wanted to stop that. Just, they have plenty of shows on the CW. Mention some of those. Just just small right. So we got the Caitlin and Killer Frost storyline. Killer Frost trashes the Firestorm Matrix because I want to be my own special person, individual, and not part of you in this brain trust. And of course, I mean, this is a show that makes a Play-Doh looking villain. Why are we wasting budget resources on identical people? Because we don't have enough characters in the Flash lab. They have 78 people on Team Flash. They have so many people on Team Flash, they can't work them in every episode. The worst, they don't even mention them. It's like, yo, what's up with Camilla? Uh, I I don't know. Hey, where's Chester? Uh, Stay tuned. Is Allegra somewhere chasing a story? Heck if I know. They really just need to take all those ancillary characters, move them on to Iris's blog website, and just have her with her own dedicated storyline. Or just move them to Legends of Tomorrow. We got we got some vacancies, I see. You know what? They don't wear costumes anyway, so me as well. So um, let's let's talk about the real issue though. So, so this week they announced that they're going to have Impulse joining the show. Jordan Fisher from PS to all the boys I still love you thing. He is joining his impulse and he is not a precocious little kid. He is like 21 years old. And the description, which Jace made sure that I paid attention to as he sent this to me. Impulse is going to be Barry and Iris's son. Chief that ring a bell to you? From the future. I'm sorry. And didn't we do that storyline already with, with a oh. really cute uh, daughter? You know what? I think you may be right. And so Iris and Barry are going to have to teach Impulse how to calm down and become a hero. 
That sounds really fresh for the Flash. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to just recycle. We're going to recycle storylines now. I mean, I guess everybody's just running out of material unless you're Disney. I guess so. I guess Disney just, like, did a big, massive tractor beam pull and got all the competent writers. And the Superman and Lois people were just smart enough to hide out. Like, nah, we're good. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. All right, so that's that. This week, this weekend, we see the return of a blockbuster movie in theaters. Godzilla versus Kong. Now, Javon, do you remember these first solo efforts that they did? Godzilla and Kong, Skull Island, when they were like, hey, we're going to build a whole monster universe, just like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everybody's going to love our monster movies. And the response is kind of teeth like, mm, maybe we don't love these monster movies. And Warner Brothers is like, nah, son, you're going to enjoy this last one. We're going to put it together. Godzilla vs. Kong, who's on board? Now, do you remember these movies? And were you Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, Jeff. Here's the thing. I love those movies, you know. We grew up on those movies, right? The thing that those early movies that we grew up on, whether it was Kong, Zilla, whatever, uh, Mothra, all that stuff, man. The monsters were the primary feature of the film. It's their name on the marquee. Not a, a B story, love story between son, a teenage son of scientists who we don't care about who dies in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> we, don't, we don't care about these people. These people are only, they're only there to service the fear of mankind, uh, of these, these, these beasts, these monsters, man, these kings of monsters. We don't care about the people. Stop trying to make these emotional stories that we don't care about as the moviegoer because Dr. Such-and-Such can't destroy a building with one swoop. Right. You know, Dr. Such-and-Such ain't going to fight Rodan, so we don't care about them. Um, What I hate with these movies too, Jeff, um, the first first, of the new remake of Godzilla suffered from this. They they sold you that that trailer. They that trailer sold was you. amazing. It was the dope. God I've ever seen. Yeah, one of the was, best ones I've ever seen, dude. I was like, this is incredible. I was, I was like, that shot alone made me want to see the movie, and it delivered. When I saw it in the movie, I was like, this is this is great. It made me want to go to the movies. We were talking about that last week. It made mm-hmm. me want to go to the movies to see this movie, right? So I was wrong last week. That was one of the movies that I wanted to see until I saw it because the action didn't come <laughs> in the last act of the film. What, the last 20 minutes to a half yeah, an hour? It was like, just stay tuned. We're going to get to something interesting. We promise. We're going to get to it, but look, you, you, you got to, this is an amazing thing right here. This is going to help. This is going to help enhance the story so much. The guy has father issues. His son has issues, like father issues, and, you know, some unresolved things with his mom, you know. I don't care. This isn't psych class. I want to see Godzilla destroy a city. <laughs> that, that's what I'm here for. And unleash I, a little blue flame. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I hate when these movies really get confused with what they're supposed to be. Um, the last Godzilla movie, The King of the Monsters, was pretty good. Because I think they took lessons learned and said, hey, 
yeah, we're going to establish these characters, but they're going to take a back seat to some of this action in the second half of the movie. It started slow, but when the action queued up, it queued up. They just have to do a better job with this movie of that. Stop trying to build characters that we don't care about because they're not important. They're just not important. I don't I don't care about a love story. I don't care about emotional, heart-wrenching thing. I don't care about a cute little kid. Because in the grand scheme of things, the cute little kid gets squashed. I don't care. Give me the monsters fighting. We want the monster, Eddie. All right. <laughs> Chief, what were your thoughts on this? Were you looking forward to seeing Godzilla vs. Kong? Actually, I am. Uh, let me ask you, have you, has anybody else seen it? I have seen it. Well, have you seen it now? Well, it's on. Yeah, HBO Max, right now. So, was there a white line down the side of your screen? I haven't. I haven't watched the screener, so I haven't seen a. I haven't watched it on HBO Max yet. So, on my HBO Max, there's a white line going down the side of the screen as I'm viewing it. So it's distracting as hell, and I'm just trying to figure out. Maybe like, you need to edit it out. Try it again. The other side is good. This side's got the white line. But, yeah, uh, no white line. Yeah. I don't like them either. But I, I wanted to see... Godzilla's my favorite one. Okay. Right? Um, monster. Big monster. Godzilla's my mm-hmm. favorite big monster. Smaller monsters, I'm a werewolf fan. Um, whenever you see someone's name first, whoever's name is first always loses. <laughs> Batman vs Superman. So, well, that goes back to when you used to watch Godzilla with Godzuki, and it was uh, Mothra vs Godzilla, or so and so vs Godzilla. It was Godzilla was the last you knew Godzilla was gonna win. So I'm already like, okay, this is a throwback to the other one. Godzilla looks like he's gonna lose. Now, here's the crazy part: last Godzilla movie, he was a hero. So. I'm kind of upset. I was hoping it would be Godzilla and Kong versus somebody versus more so than each other. I, don't, I mean, it could be they, you know, some other monster pops up. But I'm like, uh, so what happened? He wasn't after humans in the last movie. Uh, Chief, Chief, they actually explained that. Javon, to your earlier point, we do have a cute little kid. We have a couple of scientists. Thankfully, they don't fall in love. Um, I think, actually, there is one human subplot that's okay. I mean, it's tolerable because we need to explain what's happening and get us from point A to B and C. Fortunately, A, B, and C lead to big conflicts, clashes, destruction of massive property with Godzilla and Kong. So it's kind of like we don't have to just sit and listen to these humans talk and just bore us. There is a fast-forward sequence that I will every time I watch this. Um, Featuring my man Brian Tyree Henry. Millie Bobby Brown and Julian Dennison from Deadpool 2. I'm just gonna fast forward when I watch it. That subplot aside, because it adds zero, zero zilch to the movie. I mean, you're, they, they could have cut, they could have made it a 90 minute movie without it. But it's not that much, so I'm like, whatever. But this movie actually comes through in a clutch with what it says. We get Godzilla versus Kong. Chase, were you looking forward to this before I go any further? Well, I am looking forward to it after reading the review on LousMovieFile.com. Thanks. Yeah, well, I i mean, if I was like, yo, I'm invulnerable, I don't care about this uh, pandemic, 
whatsoever if somebody has a problem, I would happily go get an IMAX ticket and watch this center row and eat my popcorn, put my feet on the chair, test my test my fam, be like, oh, watching Godzilla versus Kong, you know, just do the regular movie thing. And enjoy this movie on the big screen. Javon and Chief, I think you will like it. And hopefully you got a big enough screen to really take it in because it's something. Chief is like, hold on, screw this podcast. I'm gonna watch Godzilla, my man. Go through a rip furnace. No, I mean, I've got a big enough screen. You know, I've got a big enough on screen. I've got uh, 600 inches over here, 600 is 600 by 600. So we're gonna go ahead and enjoy it on the whole wall, huh? You know, it's the new TV, man. New TV, Puffy Senate. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it, man. I'm, I'm hoping that it's good. It looks like it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's two monsters fighting. Who the hell doesn't love that? You know what I mean? I mean, especially the, us, us older, older ones. I mean, we grew right. up on Godzilla movies. We grew up on King Kong movies. You know what I mean? We grew up on all, you know, Mega Mega Godzilla and Mega uh, Godzilla, Godzilla, man, all yeah. that, all that, man. You know, I remember Godzilla stepping on Godzuki's tail to make him breathe fire. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mighty Joe Young. You you remember all those? Oh, of course. Cause listen, listen. You say Mighty Joe Young to a, a young kid nowadays. Like, what the hell you I don't know about? what the hell that is. Mighty Joe. So uh, you know, I'm just I'm looking forward to. Uh, you know, I always enjoy uh, a well-made monster movie. And Count the first Kong was excellent. <laughs> I thought. Um, Samuel Jackson and Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I like yeah. that movie. <laughs> He was Kong Island. Yeah, he wasn't John Blake. Right, Kong Island for a Kong movie. I mean, think about the last time you saw. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine. I didn't buy it, and that's always my barometer of like how much I like a movie. It was fine. I didn't hate it, but it was like, eh, okay. I mean, he did his thing. He was alright. And then what's the name was in it? Uh, my man, it was made the comic relief. Uh, um, John C. Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. rolling the whole time, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was funny. That wasn't a bad one. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, we don't I, get that. We don't get Kong movies. They, it's like they just, I don't know, man, maybe out of comic book hangover, they decided, you know, what a, a genre we could really go back to is the monster movie uh, uh, genre. I, I know a genre I want somebody to get back into. We had a Kung Fu flick in a minute, and I don't count gun food like John Woo. Uh, not John Woo, uh, John Wick. I want a straight Kung Fu, a Kung Fu movie. We haven't had a good one in a while. We know they do have that show on uh, CW, which is something they could mention instead of WandaVision. Sorry. It's coming on uh, April 9th, I think. Promote yourself. Note the dub uh, CW. Promote yourself. Disney's good. They don't need your help. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I I just don't understand that. So the big news of the day, Netflix has bought the sequels to Knives Out for $450 million. That seems like a lot of money to me. Wait, say uh, that again, Jeff. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Knives Out. This, that's the the show with uh James Bond, right? Redeeming himself after the last uh, Jedi. They are picking up the sequels. So if you want to see it, you're going to need that Netflix subscription. Sequels? Two sequels. Well, how's the sequel out of Knives Out? I assume he's just going to go to a different case, different people. I think that could work. Okay. 
Was, was, he, was he like the main guy though? He wasn't even the main guy in the story. No, he was. He was in, in that thing. Yeah, what I'm saying, when you're watching the movie, you're watching the other, like, he'll ask a question, they'll go back in her memory, and then, like, he goes in. format could work easily enough. I mean, it really just, that script has to be solid. But I and think. you got to have the ensemble to pull it off. Yeah, like, you can't have random people in there and just hope for the best. But I think if you have a strong ensemble, that can work in any kind of setting. You can just change up what they're doing. 400 million, 450 million work? Four hundred fifty, yes, sir. Okay, that's a lot too. Yeah. Hope that investment pays off. Is a lot. You know, for ten movies maybe, but. uh... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to get that money back. I'm like, how many subscriptions do I need to to get to have, or how many price increases do you need? It was a good movie, but truth be told, it's a one and done. It's not like a movie that went back to. And then had to watch it over again. So you know what I mean? Like I just watched it, and then I finished it. I mean, I was like, okay, that was that wasn't bad. I just don't know. I think four hundred and fifty dollars, four hundred and fifty million dollars for a movie. Like that's a movie like people have to see again, like The Matrix or something like yeah. that. I, watch it again. I don't know how Netflix does that. I mean, it's it's interesting. So hopefully you guys have your HBO Max subscriptions all set up and ready to go because we are getting. Ahead of the class reboot. Huh? Wait, what? <laughs> you mean this is coming? That's coming on Peacock, right? Like new setter. Actual paying channel. So a premium pay streaming service is giving us a reboot of a barely memorable. Mid late eighties sitcom. It was fine until my man died. Who? Um, lead of the show. Howard, Howard Hester. Yeah, I mean, it was like really yeah. solid. And then and he you know, had to he didn't want to do this crap anymore. Howard Hess is dead. No, he's still alive. Oh, no, he's still alive. Oh man, I killed him off. Wow. He wrote us a bit early. Uh, did he die on the show? I think might have killed him on the ship. He killed him all. Oh, okay, maybe like, that's yeah, I I'm just like, doop, doop. Okay. okay, well, he peace out. So maybe we should follow his example. Cause I don't know about that one. Dude, Dude, I didn't do Like, this is what we're, we're trying to use the pandemic show. We're going to you know, make it, uh, you know, relevant for our time. You know, the kids in a pandemic, how they cope with high school and I don't know. <laughs> It wasn't, look, if you're going to start pulling back shows, right, from that era, there's better material out there. There's better stuff that can translate to today. Not the different strokes? Ahead of the class. Oh, I would love to see a different strokes reboot, but see, instead of, it, it would be the other way around, you know. <laughs> Adopted like two uh, white kids or Asian kid or something like that, and you can't even do that right now. But you cannot. If you're going to bring anything back, man, give us a reboot of, I've Alf. been saying this for a few years now, Alf, no, <laughs> 21 Jump Street. Give us a real reboot of Jump Street, not uh, the frat the boy that we got. Like, not frat boy. Yeah, not the frat boy movies we got right now with 21 Jump Street. Bring back a 21 Jump Street that can that, that's relevant for today's youth 
and can kind of speak to them about, you know, the crime and, and whatever else they're facing, social media, but all that kind of, you know, the shit the kids are, are doing. That, that's a good idea because there's a whole different level they can tap into social media, social bullying, and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. working TikTok videos, watching Rico's son try to figure out how to do TikTok. Hey, Dad, what is this? Hey, uh, there's two new reboots, man. Uh, Mickey Spillane's Mike Hammer and uh, A Man Called Hawk. Or coming wow. to uh, <laughs> or coming wow. to uh, <laughs> HBO Max. I will watch Get it. Out <laughs> hey fellas, <laughs> I mentioned this earlier, but guess what the least watched broadcast TV show was in March? Hmm? It was not This Is Us. It was Charmed. So uh, the maybe they should they should shout that out on the bus. Just just <laughs> I mean, is the new one any good? Has anybody watched the new one? I really watched the other one that hot. Good news. Good news for the older folks, and we probably qualify now in this demographic. CSI Vegas is coming back. William Peterson and Georgia Fox set to return. Oh, we're my mom's vote. No, it isn't. uh, Casino, was it called Casino? The one that Vegas, uh, with, uh, what's my man's name? Jimmy Conn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Vegas. That was Las Vegas, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Vegas. Yeah, they took a lot of time coming up with that name for the show. Well, uh, that was a remake. Anyway. That was just a remake anyway of the 70s show. We're, we're going to get Dallas next. Hey, I, they tried it already. They it tried it. Like, wasn't it like three seasons. It wasn't horrible. I mean, they brought the original cast back, created some mm-hmm. new drama. When they actually lost later. Like, I am correct on this. He did that. that. Look, we got right now the Equalizer Magnum. Um, have you watched Equalizer yet? I have. Which is two episodes? It's it's enjoyable. It is actually <laughs> a decent show, and it hasn't even gotten its legs under it yet. You know, they only in like episode four or five, so six something like that. It hasn't oh, even right. gotten real legs yet. I think uh, if they if this show makes it to a season two, because damn it, if they if they just had a season and not series finale of This Is Cat, anything is on the table as far as I'm concerned. Any show that debuted this <laughs> get a second season just because the show didn't get canceled yet. Why are you? Um, because I can't like it. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. It's turd tacos, man. It's, I look, I know you're hungry and I know you want to eat, but instead of giving you something edible that you'll enjoy, because you came here to eat and you want to eat, you want to like our food, we're going to give you a plate of diarrhea. We're going to give you a plate of diarrhea. (laughs) Wow, man. I'm glad you held back on what you really thought about it. I mean, I'm trying to be nice. I was really trying to be nice. Speaking of bad shows, it looks like they should not go beyond two episodes. Have you guys seen this trailer for the United States of Al? <laughs> I did. Yeah. How bad does this it's, show look? Apparently looks, not Michael Jordan. Really? That that's your big punchline? <laughs> every cliche. Right. Every sitcom cliche you can imagine trying to put it in a, a new package. It ain't gonna work. Sorry. It looks terrible. I know. Nope, I take that back, y'all. That show is probably going to be number one with a button on CBS. It's got a shot. 
I saw the trailer and I was just like, again, I think how you joked is like, this is a line that's supposed to make me funny. It's like, maybe if you are a 70 plus baby boomer uh, that has no BBS. It's like that yes. has no experience with dealing with those minority people that may intrigue you and think it's funny, but hey, <laughs> hey James, I was you just hit the nail on the head with that because I was shocked they didn't give my man an accent. I thought he was gonna have to talk with the accent, man. I'm serious. I think that I think that the changes in practice people probably warned. Okay, bring it down a little bit. Just, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna probably run those jokes that are, well, I mean, like Archie Bunker, but we're cleaning them up a lot. But seriously, we can't go with the accent. Like you saw, The Simpsons correctly made the choice not to go with Alpo, so we can't go with this. So yeah, thanks. You know, good job, guys. The accent okay. indicates that he's foreign. <laughs> As opposed to my working eyes. <laughs> that show looks awful. awful. Oof, man. Al looks awful. All right, fellas, there, I have a couple, so let, let's get into it right now. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Jace, you ready? Oh. Okay, so my dumb first Dummy of the Week is what we've already talked about. <laughs> um, paper together. Yeah, the paper again, this is what happens. Top quality podcast, folks. Uh, so my first dummy of the week is actually the writers of the Flash are actually releasing that we're gonna get Impulse being Barry and Iris' son two or three seasons after <laughs> North, two seasons after <laughs> North they had actually set up in the previous season. Like uh, we had this big drum on why Nora was there, and now you're going back to the well of another young speedster that we will have on the show for one season, maybe two, and then they're back to whatever future verse they are, and we'll start this over again. I remember how last week Jeff said, hey, Jace, you may be over Flash. With this news, I am getting dangerously close to being over Flash. So that's my dummy of the week. Okay. Mine is the San Diego Comic-Con organizers, because they decided, hey, we're running low on funds. I don't know how this group, I mean, are they working on credit every year? Let's, let's just hope everything pays, because, you know, we got to do it. But they've decided the pandemic is basically over, so we're going to have a smaller version of the Comic-Con, and we're going to have it in November. Not just any weekend in November, we're going to have it on Thanksgiving weekend. Predictably, the stars celebrities, headliners who would show up were like, nope, I'm going to spend this Comic-Con, this Thanksgiving with my family. And I'm not traveling to go see and hug up on a bunch of sweaty fans who may or may not be vaccinated. That last tip, last did I had a sorry last. But, um, yeah, that's, that's not too smart there, guys. So you get a big fat dummy of the week. My second one is NCAA because, hey, Today is March 31st when we were recording this podcast. The Final Four takes place some random day. And their schedule is all off the wall. I mean, instead of Thursday and Friday, there were no games. 
and my March Madness clock was going, what's going on? I'm looking at TNT, I'm looking at TBS, I'm looking at CNN. I'm even trying to track down True TV. Who knows what station that is? And no games. And the games are on Monday and Tuesday. I'm like, what the heck is this? Did y'all forget March Madness is set to play out in March? So yeah, we're going to have the championship and the Final Four play out in April. Normally we have the championship play in April, but having the Final Four in the championship game and just the random wacky schedule because whatever. All right, Jay King. Mr. White Boy Summer himself, Tom Hanks's son, his baby boy, his pride and joy, Chet Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks's son is somehow under the impression that he is – some kind of hard luck white dude out here in these mean streets, getting it how he get it and getting down how he live. I can guarantee you Chet Hanks has never did three things. Ate a bowl of oodles and noodles. I can guarantee you he has never had to wait in line to cash a check at a liquor store. I can guarantee you he's never waited in line for a pair of Jordans. <laughs> and it's a safe bet. It's a safe bet, right? I can guarantee you Chet Hanks has never known what it was like when somebody didn't pay the electric bill or the water bill around here or seen an eviction notice on his door. Chet, you're not hard. You're not a gangster. Your father has been America's favorite actor for 30 years now at least 30 years, okay? You've been farting through silk your whole life, your whole life. You've never had to spend the night in a bad area. You've never had to spend the night somewhere you didn't even want to stay. Stop it already. You ain't a gangster. You ain't a tough guy. You're, you're, you're none of these things you're trying to be. Rap music got you twisted. You are Chet Hanks. You should be, look, and I'm not saying that you can't feel urban culture, hip-hop culture, because I don't believe in that anyway, because we, we don't own it no more. It's, it's of the world. The thing is, when you're trying to act like you're this hard, tough dude from the streets, no one's buying it. You know why? Because your last name is Hanks. You're Tom Hanks' son. Hey, just be cool. Just, you know, you'd serve yourself so much better if you were just a cool dude that, you know, yeah, Chet likes the sisters, he likes the music, et cetera, but he's not prepping the role and posing and mugging for the camera as if, you know, <laughs> you were a, a rolling 20s or something. You are Chet Hanks. You, Orange County, you were, what, what was the dude, uh, Orange County's most wanted? Malibu's most wanted? That's you right now, man. Stop it. Stop it. And you had the nerve to be getting in the fights with your black girlfriend, getting your head cracked open. You better be lucky she's pretty docile. Because if you had a real Lakeisha out here, man. <laughs> hey, the people would have came to see you, man. The people would have came to see you. Hmm? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Hey, Chief, tell them, man, that look. Go sit down, man. Get you a nice Ralph Lauren uh, Dockers with the with the tucked in polo, man. Wrap you a sweater around yourself, man, and 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 find a Catalina wine mixer or something. 
Stop being this guy that you're not. Stop trying to be this guy that you're not. Relax. Relax. That's my and dummy, man. They want they want this life. They want to live this life. And we want to live that one. Like you want yeah. to yeah, you can have I, this shit. You can have this shit. Take it. <laughs> Take it. I ain't gonna fight you. Yeah, yeah, you can be as hard as you want. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I will switch I'll with you. Right. And drink the finest grapes every day. When I wake every up. Day. Hey, Tom, hey, Rita, I'll be your son for the year. Man, I'd be at Pebble Beach right now with Pops, swirling around some brandy, doing this laugh. <laughs> oh, yes. shit, you kidder. Keith Harding told me that joke. <laughs> Dude, no, nah, I'm good. You can have it, chat. You thugged out, you thug. He's real, man. All right, well, fellas, I think that's enough for tonight. We'll be back next week. We're going to break down Godzilla versus Kong, Invincible, the new show on Amazon Prime, and a few more crazy things along the way. So, fellas, thank you as always for joining me. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode of Loud Movie Files has been fun.